This episode is part two of developing your digital marketing strategy. In the last part, we talked about how you need to think through and organize your marketing activities and also have a good understanding of the kind of budget you can spend and the type of influence you can have and all that kind of stuff. And we talked about um, all the different avenues and things like that and, and how you could get organized. And then in this part, in part two, we talk about the framework that you can use to evaluate all the different channels you have and basically develop a portfolio that works for you in getting your digital marketing on the right track. And so in this episode, you can uh, expect to hear a seven-part diagnosis or or set of steps that basically allows you to evaluate any kind of marketing channel, set up that marketing channel, and, and make it work and get the kind of results that you are expecting. Again, this is part two. Um, if you're jumping midstream, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to part one first before you jump into this, because the analogy that I use is part one is like a foundation, and part two is kind of like uh, building the, the studs and the things like that on, on a house. So not sure if that analogy really holds, but that's the goal. So this is part two of developing your digital marketing strategy. Welcome to the latest episode of Corner Your Market. I'm your host, Silas Kimide. In this podcast, I talk about all things digital marketing, from website design and development to SEO and PPC, as well as paid advertising, email marketing, social media, and anything in between. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. So tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m., You'll gain some practical insights, new strategies, tactics, and tools that will help you grow your business. To subscribe, go to cornermarketpodcast.com and select the podcast app of your choice. Then you can hit subscribe within those apps. That again is cornermarketpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review in the app once you've listened to one of our episodes. This is part two of developing your digital marketing strategy. And if you're joining me for the first time here, I would recommend that you go back to my last episode where I talk about developing your marketing strategy and it's part one. And I provide a framework on that one, or at least a baseline of how to organize your marketing activities into different buckets. That way, when you start putting your marketing strategy together, you know what you're dealing with and you've already kind of bucketed things into different categories and you have a good idea of how to get started with your marketing strategy, digital marketing strategy. So in this episode, I'm going to cover the building marketing framework. I call it, uh, that's what I call it. I call it building a marketing framework. Sorry, I missed the A there. And I know how when you forget different things, uh, you know, even small things in a sentence, things could mean completely different, right? So the best example of that is let's eat grandma with and without the comma, right? So sorry for the detour there, but let's eat grandma without the comma means, hey, grandma, let's come over here and eat. Whereas uh, anyway, that means, no, that means you we, we want to eat grandma, but let's eat comma grandma means come over here and eat. So anyway, I don't know if that joke really came across as a joke or, or not, but uh, I just wanted to kind of put that out there that I said, uh, I should have said building a marketing fr- framework instead of building marketing framework. So anyway, In this episode, uh, we're going to cover building a marketing framework. And uh, and this framework is really built so that 
any media channel could be applied to this marketing framework and you'll get a determination of how to use it, whether it's going to be useful for you or not, and things like that. And so when it comes to building a marketing framework, uh, the first thing that you really need to do is, uh, there's actually seven things here. So let me just give you the seven things and then I I can go into more details, right? So the first thing you want to do is have a goal, right? If you don't have a goal, you're going to hit it every time. So you need a goal. You need an audience definition, who you're talking to, who's your ideal customer. You need to define your touch points, right, with these, with these, uh, with these customers or these, this, uh, this ideal audience. You need to make sure that your channels are in alignment, right? You're not saying something here and saying something different over there. Uh, then you also need to make sure that your execution of whatever channel you're using is 100% awesome. You just can't have poorly executed uh, things at all. And then uh, after you've done all of those, the sixth thing would be to measure. Uh, and measuring is not hard. I've covered Google Analytics before. I'm going to cover it again uh, with GA4 and things like that coming out. I'm actually going to have a special guest to talk about Google Analytics and things like that. So at, at least GA4 uh, in the coming months. Uh, so be sure to tune into those later on. But measurement's very important, right? Uh, and then the other thing, the seventh thing is optimization. Like how do you go back and use the data that you've gotten, optimize the goal, the audience, touch points, alignment, and the execution. The first five things. How are you going to optimize that? So those are the seven things. Set goals, audience, touch points, alignment, execution, measurement, and optimize. So I'm going to go into um, the first one, uh, these in, in individually in, in a little bit more detail, right? So the first thing is you do need to have a goal. For any type of marketing that you do, you need to have a goal. What are you trying to achieve? And when it comes to digital marketing, there are about six or seven goals that you can fairly quickly, easily define. So uh, first goal could be you want to get website traffic, right? It's a it's a goal, not the best goal, may not be the only goal. Uh, not may, You may not think it's a great goal, but that could be a goal. Uh, the other one is search visibility, right? Where are you on search visibility? Like on the Google page, how quickly are you found? How many points do you show up for? And things like that. That could be a goal. I mean, I know plenty of people who, who need to have that as a goal because that drives downstream sales. Uh, form fills is another goal. Uh, I want people to come to my website um, and fill out a form, a landing page form, or contact us form, or appointment request form, whatever it is. Uh, another one that's a popular one is uh, phone calls. So uh, you want people to come to your website, make a phone call, talk to your salesperson, talk to your front desk, talk to whoever it is that answers your phone. Uh, and that's a worthy goal. It's a very good goal. Uh, and then you have appointments, right? Uh, a lot of offices that I work with, medical and service-related offices, they'll have appointments. So they'll embed the appointment calendar on their website and they want to drive appointments. They want their calendars to be filled up and things like that. Another one that I've seen is certain in, very specific intake form fills. And this is mostly for some of the clinics I've worked with. Uh, they want uh, people to be able to fill out maybe the, uh, you know, the, the form fill for the first appointment so that they're not sitting in the doctor's office or the dentist's office or the veterinary office filling out forms while, you know, they're sick or something like that. So, or they're bringing somebody in sick. Uh, and then obviously the holy grail of all goals is revenue. We want sales. We want revenue. We want to grow our business. So that's a goal, right? So, and all of these things are, I'm not saying you have to have just one. You could have three or four. You could have a sequence. You could say, uh, I want uh, website traffic to be this much. And I want my search visibility to be this much. I want my form fills to be this much. I want my phone calls to be this much. I want this many appointments. I want this many that. And I want this much revenue, you know? 
it's got to be cohesive and it's got to make sense, but you can be very granular and you could define all of that. And the reason why uh, setting goals is so important is because once you have a goal, all the subsequent steps that you take in this marketing framework starts to come into focus. You can always go back and say, okay, why are we doing this? Because this is our goal and is this going to help me get there? So, for example, uh, if you are a dentures manufacturer, right, uh, you wouldn't want to advertise on, let's say, Snapchat, right? Because Snapchat's, you know, under 30 and nobody under 30 is looking for dentures. So that's a silly example, but it works, you know. So, um, so yeah, so when something new and exciting comes along, AI, 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 you know, or Snapchat, 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 a few years ago, TikTok, 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 you can just kind of relax and go, oh, this is my goal. What does this channel do? Or can this channel help me get to my goal? And if you have a confident answer, then you could just say, hey, I'm not doing that or I'm going to do that, you know, things like that. So that's why getting a goal or setting a goal is so important. Now, the next thing is the audience definition. And the audience definition is very interesting because when, when people say everybody's my customer, my answer to them is that means you don't have a customer. Because you got to know who your customer is. I get it. There are certain services that a lot of people use. But even then, you still need to define the people that you're trying to get with, right? Because just because everybody's your customer doesn't mean you have a very profitable customer segment or a very easy to work with customer segment or that a customer segment that maybe you really appreciate and the customer service maybe that has customer segment that gives you optimal response, reviews, and things like that. So you do need to define your, your target audience. And uh, in the, the examples in this episode, I used a veterinary clinic as a way of defining your target audience. So for example, for a veterinary clinic, you know, uh, you could have involved pet owners as a particular type of, of customer segment, or you're, you're specializing in treating rescue pets, or you like to work with older adults and their pets, or you work with exotics, or maybe you want to work with patients that need financing because you've got a great deal with some financing company. Or maybe you want to work with people that are willing to drive because you're in a rural area, or maybe you're maybe you really enjoy the people that you know drive because they're more motivated to 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 be there and they're much more easier to work with. So regardless, it's good to think about who your target audience is and focus on uh, getting them the type of messaging that would get them to respond to you and things like that. So, um, so that's the target audience. Now, moving on to touch points. Uh, when it comes to touch points, um, you basically need to kind of look through your customer journey. In marketing terms, this would be looking through your, your journey, your buyer journey, your patient journey, your customer journey, or whatever it is. But I'll just you know give you a couple of examples here of what touch points, what I mean by touch points. Uh, or the points of interaction is people people interact with your business or your 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 message or your website at different parts of their buyer journey, right? When they're when they're learning about your practice or your business, um, you know they're going to see you on online media. They might see you on uh, social media. They might see a YouTube video about you or something like that. They're just learning about your stuff, right? So you need to have a way of of reaching them and getting them excited about your service, or at least educating them about your your service. Uh, and then once they've learned about your practice or your service, then they want to consider your service. They might do a Google search. They might visit your website. They might read your reviews, right? So those are the kind of touch points that you have there. Uh, and then once they're ready to become a patient, they'll go to your Google My Business page, find your address, get driving directions, 
if you have chat on your on your website, maybe they'll do a website, uh, you know, chat there, uh, or they might just call and do the old-fashioned way. Give you a call, say, hey, how do I get there? And then you'll have to say, well, come on, Highway 85, take a left. No, I'm just joking. I don't think anybody does that anymore. Um, even our very, uh, you know, technologically challenged people, I think, have now got to the point where they're using GPS. But anyway, I digress. So those are some interaction points there, right? So how are they showing? So you need to make sure you know how you're showing up on your Google Maps, Apple Maps, you know, things like that. And then uh, once they become a patient, uh, there are some interesting touch points that you need to build out. You need to make sure that your social media caters to them, at least speaks to them, and that they follow you on social media. Uh, there's some email newsletters that you could be sending out and people don't play email. I'm a big believer in email. Uh, I've seen a lot of people just poo-poo email over the years and I'm like, wow, you, you're kidding me, right? Because most everybody checks their email. Everybody checks their email. And if I've been to an office or I've had a business interaction with a business and I get email updates from them, I, I appreciate it. I like to look through them. Maybe it's because I'm just a marketer. Maybe that's why. But uh, but I think people check their emails. And so you need to do a good job of having an email campaign that goes out to your past clients or past customers and keeping them interested, keeping them educated, uh, giving them offers, giving them new reasons to do business with you, right? Maybe you're launching a new service. Maybe you're launching a new location. Maybe you're doing this. You can't assume that they are going to know all that stuff just by you know by virtue of the fact that they did business with you once before. And so that helps with build loyalty. That's kind of what I'm talking about is there's the touch point of loyalty that comes after the purchase. And then the website too. I think it's good to have a section on your website that speaks to maybe past customers uh, and things like that. I don't know what that would look like, but you know that might be worthwhile having. So so you need to think through your touch points and how you're going to influence those touch points, right? And then the fourth thing here uh, in our marketing framework is alignment. And what I mean by alignment is there are certain types, in my experience, there are certain types of messages that work in certain types of mediums. Uh, what, I, what, I, what I mean by that is if you're running a PPC campaign, right, pay-per-click campaign, it works really well if you're trying to push a particular offer, right? So if you've got a specific offer that you're trying to push, there's maybe urgency in the message, it's timely, you know, like maybe, you know, um, let's say you're a grocery store, you're trying to sell Thanksgiving turkey, right? And you've got a great offer because you you got the best prices in town. So that would be a good example for using PPC to kind of get that specific language out to somebody searching for turkeys near me. I don't know if that's the best example, but that's a decent example. So another one would be maybe, I see this on on local news is, uh, as we're headed into the winter seasons, I noticed that a lot of the, the tire companies or the tire service providers in the area were pushing winter tires, right? So to me, that would be a great one for PPC because people are going to be searching winter tires. So you want to show up at the top. You want your product, your your warranties, your service, whatever it is that distinguishes you and what your service offering is. Or maybe you have a, a quick you know, you maybe you're you're slow in their office, and you're saying, "Hey, uh, come in this weekend, and we'll give you you know one tire free or whatever, or we'll install it for free." I think those are the kinds of things that could work really well on PPC. And so you need to really give it some thought. Uh, look at look ahead. Look at the opportunities that you have in your marketing, in your services, and things like that, and try to see where that would make sense. 
Another example is, uh, I, I think I touched on it when I talked about email, which is educating your client base with email. Education works really well on email. So focus on one part of your service and try to educate them, right? So a great example is, I want to say about six or seven years ago, we were working with a dental practice uh, and we've been sending email newsletters out and all of a sudden we switched our strategy to educating our client base on the different type of oral surgeries, different type of services that we've added to the practice over the last six months, eight months or whatever. And what we found is a lot of people that were getting those emails did not know that that dental practice had those kind of services. So all of a sudden they were getting phone calls saying, hey, yeah, I didn't know you guys did these types of services. I'd like to set an appointment and have you guys take a look at it and things like that. So so anyway, that's been proven from, for us. So educating by email, um, you know, uh, getting referrals by email also kind of works. So having a section in there saying, hey, we'll give you $100 off your next appointment if you send us a referral that turns into a patient, that's a dental dental office example, right? So that could work as well. Now, on SEO and social, to an extent, it's more of a branding play. Uh, you really can't go in and adjust your meta, meta descriptions and title tags quick enough for the impact that you want on the pages that are ranking well. Uh, and so those are more of a brand play, long game, uh, kind of thing. So offers, quick education, immediate impact things doesn't always work there. Um, another thing that I meant to mention in this alignment section is you do want to be consistent in your messaging, right? And your tone in the stuff that you're saying and things like that. So um, if you're promoting, you know, holiday specials on social media, but on your email, you don't mention anything, Maybe there's a disconnect there. So try to see what the what the messaging is that you're pushing on the different channels and make sure that those are all on alignment, right? The worst thing is somebody gets an email from you saying 15% off by this weekend. They go to your website and they can't find anything about that there, right? So, I mean, I don't know if I can come up with the best examples right now, but I think if you gave it some thought, I think you would probably figure out certain things that over the course of even running your own business where you thought, oh man, that's 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 a big miss for me. So anyway, so um, I think I just clapped there. I hope you guys don't mind. I get a little animated uh, in my presentations uh, when I give these uh, as a presentation in my podcast. It's kind of weird because I'm sitting here by myself doing it and I get pretty excited about this stuff. So I just clapped and I, I don't know how the um, the editing process is going to be and how, how I take that out. But you know, it's there. I hope you guys don't mind. So, so anyway, we just covered four things, right? So, so far we've covered setting goals, getting your target audience, defining your touch points and how you're going to uh, align your messaging to those touch points. And we've also talked about alignment on your marketing message, right? So now we talk about execution, right? Now, unless you're really good at a lot of things and you could do it really efficiently, you're going to need help with these things, right? Maybe setting the goals and, and your audience you don't need a lot of help with because that's really close to your business. But when it comes to, you know, actually executing on your on your strategy, getting the PPC campaign set up, doing your SEO, getting your email set up and things like that, you're going to need help with that. And I would recommend getting vendors and getting partners that could really help you with that because the execution is going to be critical. Uh, and actually trying to figure out the execution on some of these things can suck you dry when it comes to time. 
uh, and effort. I mean, there these tools have become so specialized over the years that you know just trying to get up get a, a decent Facebook ads campaign up and running can be very time consuming if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, same thing with Google PPC. So I'd say find a good partner uh, and demand demand quality. Don't compromise on quality. Um, pay the people the price that they need. Get a get a don't get the cheapest guy. Don't get the most expensive guy, but get one that's maybe slightly cheaper than the most expensive guy, you know, uh, because it's going to be worth it. Uh, and then stay engaged with these people. Don't take everything that they say for, you know, gospel truth. Uh, maybe question things a little bit, uh, challenge them a little bit on their assumptions and why they're saying what they're saying. I mean, I'm not saying have a feisty relationship. I'm just saying uh, stay engaged, uh, give them the information that they need. Uh, if you work well with a good partner, I think you could see a partnership develop. They'll really get to know your business. They'll really know what works. And I think over time, you're going to find that your campaigns, uh, your website, all the stuff that you're doing is just going to function that much better. Right? So again, uh, uh, demand execution, stay engaged, and build a partnership uh, when it comes to execution. Uh, now, finally, to the sixth part, we get to measurement. Measurement can be very challenging uh, if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, and it can also be a point where, you know, like uh, I'm an exception. I like math. I majored in math. At least I minored in math, majored in physics in college. So numbers doesn't intimidate me. Um, but I certainly do know a lot of people that, you know, their eyes glaze over looking at metrics, the relationship between metrics, how does one impact the other, things like that. But but if you've got your goals set up, the measurement part shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, you know, don't get hung up on the different, uh, you know, terminologies and things that people use and can use to get you confused and things like that. Just focus on your goals, right? I mean, measure your phone calls, your form fills, and your page visits, if that's all you really care about. And don't worry about the click-through rates and the CPCs and all that kind of stuff that, that can get really confusing, right? So um, with, the, with the type of partners that you're working with, they really should be able to help you set all that stuff up. That way, you know, hey, I'm getting 60 calls a month. I'm spending $6,000 on this campaign. It's costing me $100 a call, right? Now, at that point, you can then make a pretty quick determination. So of those 60 calls, how many converted into clients? You know, maybe of those 60 calls, five did. And each service is, you know, like $2,000 a service. So all of a sudden, you got 2,000 times five, you got about $10,000, right? So you spent 6,000, you got $10,000 back. Is it worth to you or not? So I would do back of the envelope type calculations like that based on very high level parameters but the thing is 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 you do need to make sure that your measurement uh google analytics facebook tracking all that stuff is set up correctly and that it's set up to track all of your uh, platforms and everything that you're doing don't make any excuses and uh and just make sure that it's, it's tracking really well test it measure it make sure you get the right results that way you can focus on the high level metrics of that measures against your goal to make the decisions that you need to make and you're not hung up on how accurate your data is or how timely it is and things like that so so anyway so that's on the measurement side now once you've got all the data right you need to now optimize it how do you go back and use that information to you know uh, to draw the insights that you need you need to look for correlations you need to look for causes you need to look for outliers. You need to look for any repetitive patterns that you see, just basic things like that. So when you're looking through your data, uh, patterns in phone calls, patterns in in, um, in maybe uh, maybe form fills, patterns in your website traffic, 
maybe the user flow. You can look at that, see where people are dropping off and things like that. So you can really draw some insights on that and then maybe make some bullet points on things that you could change, things that you could, uh, you know, differentiate yourself on and things like that. And then that way, next month or the next period, you're closer to achieving the goals uh, that you have set out for your marketing campaigns, which really should roll into your business goals, right? So all of these things that we talked about need to flow up from these metrics and these optimizations need to flow up into your marketing goals that needs to flow up into your business goals. Uh, and so that way your bottom line revenue is going up and you can tie it specifically to the type of campaigns you're running, the type of uh, marketing that you're doing and things like that. So um, so anyway, so we covered a lot today. Uh, we covered the whole premise of this episode was building a marketing framework so that you could use these steps to evaluate uh, the channels that are going to work for you, set up the channels correctly so that you can get the type of results that you're looking for. Uh, and in this episode, we talked about um, setting goals, uh, defining your audience, the different touch points your audience has with your business, depending on the type of channels they're engaging you with, uh, and then aligning uh, all of your messaging with your medium. We talked about execution uh, having the right vendors to support you, having the right people on your team that can support you so that you have 100% you know, high-quality uh, execution. We talked about measurement, not getting too lost in the weeds with the different measurement uh, tools and language, but, uh, but focusing on the high-level measurements and then using the insights and, uh, and the reports that you get from them to really um, you know, lay out an optimization strategy so that you can continually improve your campaigns and take your marketing to the next level. So that covers part two of developing your digital marketing strategy. Uh, I think you have a lot to go off of based on the first part and the second part. Uh, listen to it a few times if you have to. I think I've given you something that could be really powerful for your business. And so with that, I leave you and I say happy marketing. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager at a company, or an entrepreneur, please tune in weekly. You'll gain some insights, tips, and tricks, and be a bit more enlightened when it comes to digital marketing. I promise you, if you implement the strategies, tactics, and tools I discuss in this podcast, your business will definitely grow. Please subscribe to this podcast. You can do so by going to corneryourmarketpodcast.com and subscribe with the listening platform of your choice. That URL again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Don't forget to like and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Those mean a lot to me and can help others that would benefit from the information we share. Finally, I would love to hear from you. I love getting listener emails. So if you have questions, feedback, or any general comment about the topics I discuss on this podcast, feel free to send me an email. I will be sure to share and discuss your feedback on the air if it will benefit our listening audience. You can write to me at connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Just put listener comment in the subject line. That email again is connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. And again, please put listener comment in the subject line. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to being back next week. Until then, be good and do good.